God's word is a light to the dark path, living water to the thirsty soul, strength to the weary, salvation and hope to the lost, healing to the sick. Listen to Dr. Kojobwatin Bempa as he gives clear and straightforward answers to the word of God, refreshing your soul with impactful teachings of the Bible. Dr. Kwaja Bempa is the senior pastor and visioneer of Holy Hill Chapel Assemblies of God, an anointed, energetic, and practical teacher, passionate about winning the lost for Christ through God's word. You're welcome to today's message. Listen and be blessed. I 
Fire magnifies. Oh, 
consonante Run the river that never runs We join the angels to sing on We join the elders to chant hallelujah We join the angels to sing on I see Jesus sitting in his place. I see Rabbi sitting in his place. I see the Holy Ghost. He's yellow. He's I see the spirit kissing everyone. He's yet to transform. He's yet to change. Ah, where the spirit of the Lord is, from the empty the lost and the spoonless zero to all of those who do not care. For your son that is upon the sea.
pastors and leaders meeting but interrupt we give you right of way have your own way not my way have your own way not the way of tradition have your own way glorify Jesus in our midst none of me but all of you let no man see a man, but let all see the Son of Man, Yeshua, Jesus, the Son of God. For all you do, I vow to return all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. For it is in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Bishop, and all the men of God. Please, you may be seated. All the 
Jesus name listen remnants are people that walk in strange dimensions of power it's not part of the teaching but we can't be called remnants and not flow in a dimension to sing that song get a good key and then we will just flow in the spirit Lift your hands. Now, Debbie, stop. Stop. We're going to sing it with life. There will be an outbreak. When the Holy Ghost says, go this way, you say something else, we'll go this way. Our duty is to flow with Him. I want the people on the drums and the instruments to please flow in the Spirit. There will be diverse mantles that will drop. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels pass straight forth. Stand on your feet if you can. Bring forth the royal Jesus name let it the healing mantle is resting upon someone prostrate for come on give it to me bring forth the
something very important that that was a continuation of what we didn't even hear yesterday remnants of men and women of his presence but what do they do in his presence prayer the word worship and fellowship Is that Abiyam? Yeah. Sing, sing what is in your hands. Away, Fire, 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lamb of God. In Jesus' name. Please be seated if you can. This second day, and the only opportunity perhaps that we would have to speak to ministers, a number of us have been privileged to stay around greatness so there are things we have learned and adding to the things that God has shown up to us and of course the powerful message that we heard from our host I want to teach and see how God will help us I don't want to teach I've been asked to teach showing us such a mystery that will help every kind of minister, including myself. The title of this is The Remnant Rise and Build. The Remnant Rise and Build. So if you like, since we've been on the subject of the remnant, just call it Rise and Build. Rise and Build. You can look at this with the subtopic of the Nehemiah remnant. It's a very strange insight that God opened up to us. And I thought it was for keeps for many years to come and he said, share it now. Three scriptures. The first is Romans 11, 3 to 5. Lord, they have killed thy prophets, dig down thine altars, and I am left alone and they seek my life, but what's here the answer of God to him? I have reserved to myself, my God, Kai. <laughs> 7,000 men. The question is, what will have happened to Elijah if he knew some of the men reserved? One of the things said yesterday that it is dangerous to stand alone. God said, I have a team you are yet to locate. Who carry the same fire, the same hunger, they may be unknown. Every move of God, every revival, you may see 
publicly one person, but it's never one. We just heard of Evan Roberts. Anytime I hear about Evan Roberts, something tears up in my spirit. It's, it's like the world is too small to contain this thing. Evan Roberts wasn't the only one, but he was the known one. Behind Dr. Quado, there are many unknown people. Behind Bishop Eddie, many unknown people. Behind Abbey, many unknown people. Behind Pastor Akese, many unknown people. Usually, the focus is on one because it's on the stage. But under the stage, there are forces. Go check throughout history. If you can locate the right team member, even if it's only one, something happens to your ministry. Our impact is not supposed to be local, but global. I can change the world with the power of God. There's a fire that is able to burn the world. I can change the world. One man, 7,000, a pool he could pick from, but he didn't know them. In Nehemiah 1.3, look at this. Remember, we're looking at rise and build the Nehemiah remnant. The difference between Elijah and Nehemiah was quickly Nehemiah could find people of the same spirit. And in 52 days, the world was upstanding. What the right team will do in 52 days, a man may not do in 52 years. Look at Nehemiah 1.3. And they said unto me, what's the word there? The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also break, broken down and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. Now, if you now jump to chapter 2 of Nehemiah because of our time, verse 18 to 20, Nehemiah 2, 18 to 20, Let's get this thing right and let's get it right on time. Nehemiah 2, 18, please. Then I told them, so he found them. He first told the king, release me. And so many have been released but haven't found them. Three months ago, I knelt down, was prayed for, was blessed, was released to go to this dimension of ministry. But it is my duty to find them. 
Nobody finds them and hands them over to you. You find them. The king said, go. God's good hand rests upon you. Go read that in Nehemiah 1. But in Nehemiah 2 verse 18, he said, then I told them. There is what you must tell them. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me as the king prayed. Also, the king's words that he has spoken to me, and they said, look at that with me, let us rise and build. So they strengthened their hand for this good work. God is my witness. I have not heard anybody preach what I am preaching. It is not copy and paste. I slept in Ghana first night. The heavens opened over me in Ghana. And this was released the first time. The only person that has heard a bit of it is my wife. I said, Chai, first night here was something. We've not preached message here. Just to lay. There is something that has opened over Ghana. Very strange. And you must be very conversant with them. This cannot be the last time that I will come here. There is something here. Then I told them, give me verse 19 please, verse 19. But when Sambalat <laughs> will come there, and Tobiah, the Amorite, and all of that, they laughed at us. What did Dr. Quad will say? It's happening already. People are laughing like they laughed at Noah. In the days of Noah, till the doors of the ark were closed. Remnant, let me tell you, people will mock you. If they haven't started, they are warming up. But I found the team, Nehemiah said, but the opposition laughed. When you find your team, don't care about the opposition. The opposition is only there to satisfy your position. If there is no opposition, you may not be sure of where you really stand. Verse 20. Then I answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. When God spoke to you, nobody was there. So they are free to laugh at you when you take steps. But I answered them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants with us. Servant of God without servants of God. Serving with the servant of God is in danger. We, his servants, so a team, have therefore we, servants, will arise and build, but ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. Leave us alone. There's something here very, very strange. And it's important that what God is trying to communicate to us is beyond the things that we hear in a regular teaching. Now we are in our own circle as remnants leading other remnants. Kai. 
So we look at the Nehemiah template and we see the following things that the Nehemiah remnant must note. Seven of them. One, God always in every generation including our own, the young people, has a remnant. Every generation. There are people that don't think anything good can come out of our generation, but they are, they are mistaken. We are not all the same. Many of us may be rough. Many of us may be purposeless, but we are not all purposeless. God always has a remnant always please would you scream with me always. always even in ghana always in every denomination always even in catholic their remnants on fire everywhere every place every generation there is always a group and so you look at Evan Roberts, they laughed at him. In fact, I read the story of Evan Roberts is one of the, somebody asked me some time ago, what do you read because you, you, you speak abnormal, you behave abnormal, you, you think abnormal, you, you take risk. Somebody looked at me and said, what in the world is wrong with you? What are you looking for? I have found something that is scarce. That is almost extinct. There is a group of people that would take steps and burn the bridge. Remnants don't blend in. What has God told you that you are still talking, guessing? One time the Lord told me, he said, don't ask me about that again. You know I spoke to you. You know what to do. Lord, but it's tough. He said, I'm not, I'm not speaking to you about this again. I've, you have too many things I've told you. Now take a step. This is three months of taking a step and nations have opened. Three months. I'm not saying anything to clap. There are very difficult steps that remnants must take. Nehemiah left his comfort zone. I had to leave my own. He left his comfort zone and said, let me go and build the walls broken down. That's another teaching. There is always a remnant. Number two thing to note about the Nehemiah remnant is that God raises. So here this, there is a remnant. Out of the remnant, there is a man raised. Elijah was that kind of man. Out of 7,000. So there were 7,001. Elijah was one of them. So God picked Elijah from the remnant. Elijah didn't just come from anywhere. There was a remnant. There was a group that will not bow their knees to bow. That will say, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. What if fire didn't come down? That was the end of Elijah. There shall not be rain nor dew, but according to my word. What if rain continued? Ah, is the end for him. There is a remnant that will 
take God to a corner and you can't corner God. <laughs> so there is a remnant but God raises a man out of that remnant. Even though there is a team, there is a leader of the team. This is very important. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. So in Nehemiah 1.3, there's a remnant. Nehemiah 1.4, there is a man called Nehemiah out of the remnant. Number three, God sends that remnant to the remaining remnant. Hear me, this will help you. One of my spiritual fathers told me very recently, he said, not everyone is connected to you. Know those you are sent to. Stay there. Not everyone will receive your message. If they are not your own group in the remnant, you may be struggling for life. Hear this. There's a remnant. There is a man picked out of that remnant and then that remnant man is sent to the remaining remnant. That's what we're talking about number three. And so you find out that that is what happened to Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 5. Number 4. thing you must note about the Nehemiah remnant. Is that the vision God places in the heart of a remnant. For the remaining remnant. Please I know I'm going fast. But let's quickly pass this on. The vision that God places in the heart of a remnant. For the remaining remnant. Will always grieve the opposition exceedingly. That's what Bishop was saying. And look at this in the story of Nehemiah. In this model, Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 10. I saw this and it got me drunk in the spirit. Nehemiah 2 verse 10, please, quickly. When Sambalat and Tobiah heard of it, there are people that will hear of what God has placed in your heart and they will be angry. I'm teaching you Bible. This is the scripture. He said, when they heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man. What is your problem? It grieved them that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the remaining remnant. <sighs> a man to seek the welfare. And that was his only offense. It brought about exceeding Grievousness. <laughs> Number five. The vision God places in the heart of a remnant for the remaining remnant is one of welfare. So Nehemiah simply went to see how they are doing and to ensure that the walls are rebuilt up for their welfare. But we discover something. Even though the vision is for welfare, it will require warfare. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 10. And the war already began there. They were exceeding great. And you keep reading all through the book of Nehemiah. I encourage you to read that book. You discover the warfare against Ayaka. Thank you Lord. If Nehemiah remained as the king's cupbearer, nobody would fight him. If it's a long time you have been fought, you are in your comfort zone. 
he remained there. There's nobody to fight. They would rather fight the king. But for stepping out to seek the welfare, ah, he found warfare is what leads to welfare. Number six, the vision God places in the heart of a remnant for the remaining remnant. My God, this is vitally important. The vision God places in the heart of a remnant for the remaining remnant will require strategy. It is strategy that wins the war. And I'll show you an example in Nehemiah. The Bible teaches that as they began to build, Nehemiah won't have finished that wall in 52 years that he finished in 52 days without strategy. So what did Nehemiah do? He divided them in half. 50% fighting. 50% building. What is strategy? Some people have put the whole 100% fighting. And so none is building. Strategy came to Nehemiah. Since there is now warfare and it is, it is strategy that wins the war, what do we do? Let's divide ourselves. So some were building, some were fighting. We also see that Nehemiah had the strategy. Oh my God, I shouldn't have left this aside. He had the strategy of separating himself. In this generation, if you don't understand the power of your secret place, you will soon lose your public space. So the first thing Nehemiah did was separate himself. And he said, I went by night. Young people, young pastors, like our elders and fathers have done, don't waste the night season. What did you do last night coming down to this morning? Did you preach last night? You slept all night. Can you imagine a generation that will be up at night? I've discovered if you start the day earlier than others, you will finish earlier than them. When you see somebody dozing at 12 noon, you don't know when he began his day. You woke up at 7. Don't compare yourself. And I tell you to say this, one of the things, strategies we also see in Nehemiah, and also in Esther, and also in Ezra, is you don't discuss your strategy in public. No matter what anybody tells you, they will never give you their secret formula. All I'm discussing is surface. You go and find the secret. Coca-Cola will not give you their secret. No remnant will stand out and give you all the secret. There are things that my team members know that will never be heard in public. Strategy. Let's look at concealing this information. Nehemiah 2.12. Everything we are sharing is in the scripture. Look at verse 12. And I arose by night and I and some few men with me. So even with the team, it's not everything you tell them. He said, neither told I 
any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. There are some people, if they know the entirety of the vision, they may have heart attack. Because they are wondering from where to where. How? He said, I concealed the information. So I was hearing one of our ministers in Nigeria recently and he made a very profound statement. He said that God, I forget the scripture now, he had delivered me from the expectation of the wicked. Follow this. So there are things people expect of you. As long as you are in that zone, they won't fight you. Once you break loose, war begins. Now, to reduce the number of wars you are fighting, don't see everything. And that's what social media has done damage to. Any new instruction God gives you, bam, bam, bam. So the warfare is just increasing. There are wars we can escape that we don't need to fight. If I'm going to go to the nations as God has shown to me with details I will not give to you, I can't spend all that energy fighting. Somebody said the older you become, you discover that silence is the best answer. The people fighting you now, if you will keep quiet, the fight will soon end. Strategy. Now, let's look at number seven. This is where we dwell. The vision God places in the heart of a remnant for the remaining remnant will always require a team. T-E-A-M. A team. A team. And so we read Nehemiah 2, 18 to 20. He said, the things the Lord put in he said, he said, I told them. So, there was a team. He found them. You must find them to remain a relevant remnant. Find the team. Hmm. If you are standing alone, you don't qualify as a real remnant. There is always a remnant reserved. You heard Bishop say that this morning. Reserved. So, that vision will require a team. God may speak to you only, but what he has said to you requires them to be fulfilled. Now, look at all our fathers. Many of them that you know. Bishop has talked about, Bishop Oedipo talked about, Pastor Adeboe talked about, Bishop Doug Howard Mills. You find out that there is a team. Young minister, where is your team? You will always need people. If Elijah was depressed and going to kill himself, commit suicide, because he was alone, you are at risk standing alone. Now let's dwell on this a little bit and then we'll wrap up. Ooh. 
the thing that your culture must have those who pray and those who watch. Nehemiah 4.9 those who pray and those who watch. The team must be made up of those who are for welfare and those who are for warfare. The team must be made up of those who are administratively capable and those who are attack ready. The team must be cultured to be both spiritual and vigilant. Nehemiah 4.11 Nehemiah 4.19 This is also a warning that I've discovered. When the enemy knows you are team conscious, he may send a wrong team member. So you must be sensitive to see my God you, you go through the book of Nehemiah, you'll find out how from time to time he was almost deceived to taking a wrong team member who came saying, let us join you. In fact, one of them said, let us go to the house of God and lock ourselves because they want to kill you. Follow. It looked like a very good advice. But Nehemiah said, I perceive that Sambalat and Tobiah had hired him. You're about to shift to the next level. Somebody comes and says, ah, let's go to that place and you just need to rest a little while. Wrong team member. So why we scream team, team, team? If you find the wrong team member calamity, one of the secrets of winners is not just the mandate given to Bishop Oedeko, but the early on assistant given to him. His name is Bishop David Abuye early assistant. But listen to this, the greatest threat to you, that's the man, the mission and the mandate, it will shock you what I'm about to say, is not the opposition as Nehemiah shows us, but distraction. Your greatest threat is not those against you. It's your distraction. <laughs> you can't be everywhere. You can't be in every meeting. You can't be part of every program. Even in the remnant, there are groups. Never criticize, but find your group. I want to say that again as prompted by the spirit your greatest enemy is not opposition but distraction in fact one of the major reasons for the opposition is to distract you this is very liberating for someone Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 2 to 5 Nehemiah 6 verse 2 beginning Nehemiah 6 verse 2 is it okay for us to just speak like this very important then Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me. Nehemiah 6, is that 2? Am I reading from verse 2? Yes, verse 2. Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages. 
in the plane of honor, but they thought to do me mischief. Verse 3. Let's keep reading. We'll go to verse 5. Verse 3. And I sent messengers unto them. Oh my God. This, 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 a few years ago when I saw this, it, it just got me fired up. I said to them, I am doing a great work. I cannot come down. Look at that reply. I know that you are after distracting me. I will not come down. Can you imagine? Let's have a meeting and you are at the top of the wall building. I won't come down. Why should the work cease that I will leave my work and come down to you? Verse 4. Verse 4 please. Yet they sent unto me. Look at this. Can you imagine? How many times did they send? Four times. After this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Don't change your response. Then Sambalat, then sent Sambalat a servant unto me in like manner the fifth time. One man. They knew that this man had a remnant. As a remnant, he was sent to a remnant to build the wall. And look at the strategy of the enemy. Distraction. Distraction distraction what will happen to some of us if we leave our phones for one week some may die because everything is connected to it and we must be very careful with what the world is planning how did people in previous generations survive but now everything our health is tied to our phone ministry tied to the phone everything tied to the phone he said, I will not come. When you understand this, you'll be able to spot distraction from far. I will. The devil will throw everything possible. You thought it was about something else. The Lord is asking me to tell you the enemy was all about distracting you. When you are about to shift to the next level, one major thing that happens is distraction. And what will the enemy try to do? He will try to tamper with what has your attention. So if you love your family so very much as you should, if he wants to distract you, he will go to what gains your attention. But this is the mystery. If you know that the devil is trying to gain your attention and you give him no attention, he will soon leave you alone. Please follow this very well. So that when attacks come, you can place them as distractors. Anything that will get you off the focus of the call. Get you off building the team of remnants God has given to you. Is a distraction. So we have come to say it's not the opposition that's your greatest enemy. It's his distraction. Now, five things and then we close. Number one, the enemy tries to get your attention by what I call, oh my God, are you ready for this one? It is called the distraction of goodwill. 
some of the com commendations you are getting are to distract you. The applause you are getting, many of them is to distract you. So when people applaud you and they say, I celebrate God for your life, man of God, the normal response is to sit down, not to push. So there is what I call the distraction of goodwill. Ah, pastor, I mean, the spirit of Bonke is at work in you, which you have just started. And I say, it's true. I think Bonke's mantle found me. Then you sit down. When Bonke was here, whole cities gathered. You gathered a few thousands. Oh, the spirit of Bonke is upon me. The distraction of goodwill. Beware when people clap for you because they may be clamping you down. So, the enemy attempts to get your attention by the distraction of goodwill. Nehemiah 6, verse 2 to 5. Not all commendations are for your good. When people point to you, point them to God and keep going. And this has gotten our generation of ministers because you make a post and you go back to check how many people liked it. Go back to check the comments. Who oh, I mean, that's a powerful man. And then you now relax. So the enemy can put people to commend you, to trap you. Attention. He gains your attention by the distraction of goodwill. Number two, all these are in Nehemiah. Number two, the enemy attempts to get your attention by this is please understand i'm a beneficiary of very many good counsels but how many will agree with me that there are counsels from people that you may have respected that didn't work true so the enemy can also get your attention by the distraction of cancer that's why we have the spirit of God in us and he's the spirit of cancer. So when you get cancer from anyone, check with his spirit. The new generation church is almost beginning to feel whatever your pastor tells you, take it. Kennedy Hagen will say, if I tell you anything, you can't find it in the scripture, trash it. The attention by the distraction of cancer. Nehemiah 6, 7. There are corrections that will help you, but there are also corre corrections that may hinder you. He said, and thou hast also appointed prophets. Yes. There is a king in Judah, and now it shall be reported to the king according to these words. Come now therefore, and let us take cancer. This is somebody doing a great work. He said, come down. Let's go and take cancer. All of our fathers in the land of Ghana and all across Africa, even when people above them speak to them, they still have his spirit to cross-check. 
Lord, what are you saying? I have heard from man, but what are you saying? You have the word, you have the spirit. Check it! To be sure. There are people who tell you don't go ahead and they are telling you don't go ahead to check if you are really sure that you should go ahead. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, number three, very important, is the enemy attempts to get your attention by what I call the distraction of the fear of failure. I don't know the story of many of us who are ministers. I don't know the story of Abbey and, and everybody who is here. But at some point, the enemy usually intends and attempts to place fear. Who are you to think that you can do? Who are you to think what if, what if it doesn't work? What if? So let's turn and just so that if it doesn't work, I have where to fall back on. But the story of the remnants from Elijah to Nehemiah to the apostles burnt bridges. There is nothing to fear in fear. Fear comes to all, but not all accommodate it. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 9. This one we must read. Nehemiah 6 verse 9. We are just unveiling Nehemiah. For they all made us... What's that word? Let me hear you please. They all made us afraid. Saying... So, things are said to make you afraid. What were they saying? Their hands shall be weakened. But at least now it is not weak. This thing they are out to do shall not be done. Now, therefore, O God, look at the response. Strengthen my hands. So whatever the opposition puts as fear, turn it to prayer. They say my hands will be weak. Strengthen my hands. They say I didn't hear you. If I heard you, make it work. Strengthen my hands. Is somebody catching something? This is why focus is one of the greatest assets the remnant has. Focus. Number four. This came as a very strange mystery. Look at this. The enemy attempts to get your attention by sending counterfeit attractions. Ah... I am speaking to you from experience. Mm. When God has pointed you in a direction, normally one of the things that will happen is suggestions. Why don't you do it like this? That way is too tough. Do it like this. Why don't you accept this? Sometimes the people who are giving you those counterfeit suggestions mean good, but behind it is a strategy of the enemy. 
Look at what happened in the case of Nehemiah. Nehemiah 6 verse 10. 6 verse 10. After what I came to the house of Shimea, the son of Deleliah, the son of Methabiel, who was shut up and said, let us meet. Look at this. God said, build the wall. They said, let's meet in the house. Follow. God said, build this wall outside my house. I'm speaking to somebody very prophetically. Somebody said, no, go to the house. It's like God saying you are an evangelist. Somebody says, ah, it's tough for evangelists. So convert it to pastoring. They are not the same. <laughs> I didn't say soul winning. No. I'm talking of evangelists. They are different. If God sent you to the wall and you go into the house, it also looks okay. But it's a counterfeit attraction. Why should we go to the house? Ah, it's dangerous out there. This thing of going up from place to place is not safe. Let's stay in the safe place. Because they are out to come and slay thee. In the night, they will come. It looked like a good suggestion. It was attractive. Nehemiah said no. I know my mission. I know my mandate. I know the remnant God has sent me to. I will not come to attend to a counterfeit attraction. And finally, number five. You catch something today. Number five, the enemy attempts to get your attention by hiring men to prophesy against you. At least I saw a bit of that small. It's small. I saw small. But I've heard that much more attacks are coming. Oh, there are people who have never met me who talked about the vision God gave me. And I said, child, God didn't even tell me this one. I've not met them. They have not met me. All kinds of things. All kinds. Oh, he's a proud man. Oh, he's looking for money. Is he on the field? You'll find money. Is he not in church? They are like hired servants. And if you are not careful, if you are listening to those who are sent against you, prophesying against you, you will make progress. And that happened to Nehemiah. Nehemiah 6.10. Men of reputation. Ah, if you look at this very well, maybe we'll look at verse, a few verses before then and then. We are ready to wrap up. Hallelujah. We have heard enough preaching. So this one is teaching. Let's talk. And then tonight will be the conclusion. Now verse 7. Nehemiah 6, 7. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying... There is a king in Judah and now it shall be reported to the king according to the words. Come now therefore and let us take counsel together. And I sent unto him saying, There are no such things done as thou seest. <laughs> but thou are putting them up from your own heart. 
For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened, so on and so forth. And afterwards, I came to the house of Simeon, the son um, of Metabel, who was shut up, and he said, Let us meet. This was from a reputable source. But if you keep reading, in verse 12, he said, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me for Tobiah and Sambalat hired him. Reputable person, but he was hired. Therefore, as one leading remnants, there is a test to pass. It's the test of distraction. The enemy is so afraid of this generation that he has put so many distractors. Kai, Lord, I will obey. Seven months ago, God told me something. It has shaped my life forever. I don't know who is pulling this out. In their speed, there are people who are praying. I don't know where you are, but you are praying that there's something that will help me. God told me, He said, as you step out, beware of distractions, number one, beware of distractors, number two, and beware of the distracted, number three. Three groups of people. Beware of distractions. So keep focus. Beware of distractors and beware of the distracted because the distracted is looking for who next to distract. Focus on what you've been called to do. God has sent you to a generation. Focus. He has given you an assignment. Focus. Don't go and start church when he didn't tell you. Focus. He told you to do it. He will supply Focus. It's not just what he told you to do. It is how he told you to do it. There's almost no meeting that we do. It must always have an element of fire. It's what he showed us. If you copy it, it may not work. Yesterday we said tonight will be the night of the Holy Ghost and fire and miracles. And I woke up this morning. He said, no, tonight will be the night of the fan and the fire. In Matthew chapter 3, he has a fan in his hand. and he, Now, so that fan will gather every sickness. And then it will burn it with unquenchable fire. And at the same time, hear me, there are mantles that will drop before this meeting is over. I saw what God did through Evan Roberts. I said, Lord, bend me, bend me. That was his prayer. I didn't know how the bending will lead Hmm. there are prayers you pray you don't know the impact oh lord give me the grace behind every glory is a story behind every star are scars I think maybe tonight if the Holy Ghost allows that you'll be hearing some things very very strange you want fire Ah, it comes at a cost <laughs> it comes at a cost the panted for the waters 
It's a song we sing, but I don't think we understand. Abraham Robert said, Bend me, bend me, oh God, bend me. You see, all the fathers in the land, those that God is using mightily, they have that moment where God leads you out of your comfort zone. Hear this. In your comfort zone is where normalcy is. In your, in your uncomfortable zone is where fervency is. What will happen to your generation if you remain comfortable? What has God told you that you are still one year, two years, three years? It took three years when God said, Isaac, I will not speak to you again. Even you know what I told you. I said, Lord, it is tough. He told me, I sent you to a generation. If you don't follow, a generation will suffer the consequences. Hear this. Our mandates may not be the same, but every true mandate takes you out of your comfort zone. I'm speaking to ministers now by the Spirit. No man ever made impact comfortably. There's always a price. There's a strange unction in this house. It looks like a different person speaking. There is always a price to pay. Review what God showed you and find where you have deviated. And realign. See, ministers' meetings, so we are not doing altar call, but you go back and check what did two weeks ago. This is a new vision, just prayed for two weeks ago. God showed me, said, In this area, you are deviating. Go back two weeks. 
Vision that I only started running for three months. In two weeks, he said, no, 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 no. You are already deviating. Go back. And I went back to the document. I said, Lord, I am sorry. I returned back. Evangelist, you went to go and open a church. And God is saying, I want you on the walls. Pastor, you went to go and open something else because you see what God is doing in the life of an evangelist. He said, I kept you in the house. The reason why what we have right now in our generation, I don't call it church growth, I call it church shift. People just move. I don't know if it's the same in Ghana, but I hear my spirit. How many people who never heard Jesus before are now in church? If you check a census, many times they say, I was in this church, I was in that church, I was in that. That is not church growth. That's church shift. When will Muslims come to know the Lord? Abi, where are you? Were you a Muslim before? She was a Muslim. No, no, no. Wait, wait. I want you to understand how many people in your congregation were not born in Christian homes. Do a census on Sunday and you'll be shocked. Some churches are growing by birth, not by souls. See what God can do from a former Muslim. Those of us who were even born in church, born every, everything around us is church. When she ministers, you know, this, this lady has met Jesus. How many people like that can you point to in the congregation? Not, I know your father, I used to know your grandfather, and you used to be in that church, you are now... That is not what it is. We are not to pull people from churches. One of the assignments God has given to me is set people on fire and send them back to where they are and let them cause a revolution there. Not pull them from one place to another. No, 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 no. no. See a former Muslim. Can you imagine the person who led her to Christ? I don't know if somebody did you or his encounter. Which one? Someone led you. Can you imagine the reward? You may not know that person on the stage, but look at her. When I heard she used to be Muslim, the first time I said, which kind of woman is this? I call her the female Theophilus. See a woman who then you now do like this. If they came from somewhere, they will soon leave you too. How many did you actually win? The church is in a dangerous space. Please sit down. Abby. Hear this. God gave me something very strange I shared in the first awakening. This is the second awakening ever. First Abuja, second Accra. I don't know where the third is. One of the things God told me, said, tell your generation that they shouldn't just fight the good fight of faith, but that they should fight for defeat. Jude 1.3, he said, contend for the faith that was once delivered. What is happening to the faith of Evan Roberts? Or a Roberts? Smith Wiggles what? What is happening today? But all we are taught most times is fight the good fight of faith so I can put my faith and get my healing. I can put my faith and get a miracle house. I can put my faith and get a car. All that is good because when you don't have a car, that's when you know you need one. 
All that is great and I make no light of it. But God is saying a generation must come awake. Faith is already getting extinct. The real, original, organic faith. Those days, people will be excited that they were beaten. Read the Acts of the Apostles. They will rejoice that they, they, they had the opportunity to have stripes for Jesus. But today, if you ask, are you a Christian? The reason why everybody now likes iPad is you can't tell who is a Christian and who is not. You look around before you bring out your Bible. Christian whatever true changing me and changing listen to this i love technology but let me quickly tell you this truth the way the world is going would we have bibles to give our children would we have bibles to give our grandchildren now today in china the bible is rewritten go and go and check that out there are things in the Bible now that is being changed. There are some silent translations coming out now that they intend to remove the blood of Jesus. What is the church without the blood? So if you have the opportunity to buy 10 Bibles, buy it and keep. The Lord began to speak to me about the value for this book. And he said, your generation has no value for it anymore. That's why when God speaks and I read to you Nehemiah, I can still say, no, 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 that's Nehemiah. That's not now. In those days, if they hear, go and read Nehemiah. When they heard the reading of Ezra, they wept. Please stand on your feet. Ancient word ever true. Changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts oh let the ancient words in part sing one more time ancient words ever, ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts oh let God bless you. You who sleep the sleep of death. Yes, you who sleep the sleep of death. Awake, awake. And Christ will shine over you. Christ to lift your hands lift your hands over you. something is happening right awake, here awake oh yes awake awake oh sleeper awake from your sleep and your slumber awake Thank you for listening to this message from Dr. Kojo Bwatimbempa. We believe your needs were met and every word will keep you in closer fellowship with the Holy Spirit. To further boost your finances, 
love for souls, the word, and most importantly, your faith. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and X by searching Holy Hill Chapel AG or Dr. Kojo Boatimbempa for our live and recorded services. We believe in miracles and so should you. Your testimonies await you and you can forward them via any of our social media handles. Jesus is Lord.